Welcome to another episode of Don't, Don't Be Laughing at Me, Girl. Okay, guys. So it's actually been two weeks since we've recorded yeah, a podcast. Slacking, we slacking, and we've been Slag-lacking. busy. And baby's been crying. So I don't have babies, but but Sarah helps me with mine. It's been a crazy two weeks. I know. Yeah, it has been crazy. Sarah was supposed to go to Korea. Didn't go. So that was kind of traumatic. I think I'm just trying to recover. <laughs> yes. So we've been here. But we're happy to be back. And today's episode is a very good one. We're very excited about this episode because it's something that we're passionate about. And we both became passionate about. And so it's fitness. and Fitness. Fitness and working out and food. I mean, we are always passionate about food. Oh, we will always be foodies. We love food. Oh, yeah. No matter what. But um, our fitness journey has been interesting, to say the least. And we have had very different relationships with fitness. And so, yeah, we kind of want to dive into that and how now we are both at a very similar place with mm-hmm. fitness and how we view fitness. And so, yeah, I think if anything, Sarah could talk about this more, but just growing up, how we viewed fitness and how, um, kind of how we just thought about fitness always as losing weight. Yes. Not really about health. Yeah. I, what, growing up, I guess... I've always been kind of heavy set, and that's totally okay. Um, but as a child, um, especially with two very skinny siblings, <laughs> just <laughs> two stick figures. Yeah, two stick figures that could literally eat whatever they wanted. I always felt like I was pressured into fitness, but in a way that was very. I don't know, difficult because I... And and it was also just always targeted towards Sarah because she was heavier. And so it wasn't targeted like, oh, like as a general health, health <laughs> let's all get our bodies moving. No, Sarah, gotta it's go like, on a walk. let's go on a walk, guys. Mm-hmm. And like... <laughs> yeah, and I just, I honestly hated that because it just felt like a lot of pressure. You know, there was nothing about it that I really enjoyed. I honestly hated walking so much. Like I hated going on walks, especially for the the um reason of losing weight. Like I thought it was the dumbest thing. And I can't hate on walks. Like I love walks now, but like and Bianca's a avid walker. I am an avid <laughs> walker mainly because I have babies and they need the sunshine and we live in a condo and so you got to take your babies out to walk right i think walking is great but like just i just hated walking for exercise like it's you like know? the like gearing up like wearing Ugh, the outfit and going no. on a walk sucks i walk just to like entertain my kids well if you're gonna walk and smell the the trees and the yeah you that's know, how like, i walk <laughs> that's a little different that's like relaxing and for your mental health um just to go outside especially now after pandemic where we like literally are stuck inside or which makes me think really when i got into the whole aimlessly walking not for fitness not for just for smelling the trees was literally during covid because i had nowhere to go and so me and my husband would just sit there 
during this time, Sarah did not live here. Yeah, and we'll and definitely so, go into the pandemic workouts, pandemic. Yeah, because Sarah <laughs> ended up moving here for like a month and a half. But prior to that, it was just me and Brooks. And so it was just like we would walk and walk and just go in circles. And it was walk. very different. But anyway, yeah, so I think that was the difference for me where like we also were putting aerobics <laughs> as well which, and, which i'm like go mom because she put us in that and we were like the youngest people in there but like we did gymnastics too yeah we were quitters for that because oh, we man, did not like so it at hard. all and so we were respect. very like confused as to what was going to happen to our bodies because we saw these girls that like no shade to gymnast but like they would all all attest that your body does but change. But they're athletes. Like we I were think, not athletes. We are not athletes. <laughs> like, that's fine. Like you, that serves a purpose. We are foodies. We yeah, are not we just, athletes. I don't know. Um, um, but yeah, so that was kind of like a huge, huge thing during growing up. Like for me, fitness wasn't really like oh, like uh, for me, fitness was like oh, I guess people got to work out to lose weight. There yes. was always like a. Uh, oh, that person's working out, and I guess they're probably trying to lose weight. And it's I was so skinny, dumb. and so I was just like, I would go on these random runs because, like, Sarah had to go on walks. And so, like, I was like, okay, let's just go <laughs> outside. <laughs> yeah, like, and so it just was weird. So I never really thought about fitness. Like, for me, it was just, like, a fly on the wall. Who cares about it? Why do you need it? Bianca also was, like... I'm skinny, so I don't need to work out. Oh, and I had the strong mentality that I would forever be skinny and that, like, this body would never have to change. And Right, but you were also, like, 10. <laughs> we are right. all... We, no, but I mean, until about 16. Yeah, I guess. I just genuinely did not care about fitness. I, I know a lot of 16-year-olds that, like, actually yeah. work out, but, like, I was not one of them. I just thought, like, I'll be fine like this. Bottom line, we just had a terrible mindset on moving your body which is essentially you just do it to look a certain way or to work or to lose weight it was never about mental health or yeah um or even better. your heart yeah or just yeah. health in yeah, general health. it was all Blood about pressure. losing weight which can can just attest to the time when we grew up which was you know like the rail thin um yeah paris hilton kind of vibes yeah i yeah. mean and as Latinas, we're never going to have that body. We were never built to be in such a way. We were never built to be Ashley Simpsons. Yeah. So then, like a couple years later, I was left by Sarah because I guess she had to go to college. I guess. And I an would education. kind of run once in a while, but like it's still. Fitness was very, very weird to me. I would still... Not to throw shade at my cookie, but I would make my mom buy me Costco cookies and I would eat them every day. Like it You was... were also like notorious to be a cave woman. She had a cave. Oh, <laughs> I have been house. notorious to like just stay in my room. Like, I mean, I remember 16, 17 and 18. No, 16, 15, 16 and 17 because I came to college when I was 17. I was just in my room. Yeah, my dad called it La Cueva. And to cave. this day, it's the Cueva. Like, now they call my whole house the Cueva. And I'm like, guys, I have no choice. I have two kids. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And so Sarah left and ended up coming to college. And she can say her piece about that because, woof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> woof. 
Wolf indeed. Wolf indeed. To college, to Louisville, Kentucky. Um, in 2018, my first semester. In 2018? Are Whoa, you what? nuts? <laughs> Wait, that oh, was what? when I ended it. Uh, she came in 2014. I'm the She is not a child. Sorry, my mind is on the Jordans that I needed to buy. Earlier. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, 2014. So I was. Uh, you were like 19. 19. I was yeah. about to turn 20. Um, I'm a Nanda 4, baby. So, yeah. Um, but I was like. I You're a like, Nanda 4? <laughs> 94. 94. I didn't get that at all. Shut up. <laughs> Nanda 4. <laughs> I cannot breathe. I'm done. I'm trying to tell my story. I'm sorry. I just didn't get it. I was trying to figure out if it was like another bloop of like 2018. <laughs> my brain. He's fried. <laughs> it's too, been too weak. Sorry, guys. Okay, she anyway. is 94, guys. <laughs> 1994. In 1994. Okay, so back to the story. 1994. Um, but yeah, I think I was in a pretty... I mean, I wasn't active or anything like that, but I wasn't like... I wouldn't say I was super unhealthy or anything. Um, I tried to eat pretty well, and we were also coming back from a country where we were, it was so hot. So we were constantly sweating and moving around and all that stuff. And honestly, even though we didn't eat perfectly, my mom did cook every day. Yeah. And we did not eat out often. We no. probably ate out twice a month. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, when I came to college, it was such a huge culture shock. Obviously, my parents and siblings left. Me. <laughs> Here. <laughs> um... And it was one of those things where I just needed to eat the the food at school. And, you know, that's the thing with college food. It's like, it's not good. With that meal plan, <laughs> it's it'll not wreck good. you. Um, the best foods was like chicken tenders and fries and like chica- chib- whoa. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Chibata clubs. Sarah's delusional tonight. So sorry, guys. But we're Chibata. going. Chibata clubs. So that's like what was the oh, main, wait. my main meal. Also, my flounders. 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 <laughs> um, had the bomb it was quesadilla at our school. Yeah, it had the most amazing. It wasn't that bomb. Cheapest yet. quesadilla in life. And you could smash like 20 of those no. in a day. Uh, anyway. Oh, and they had the best donuts. Yes, but my hall, like where I lived in the dorms was notorious for eating like candy and like gummy worms like at trolleys night. and like going out to get mcdonald's at night and i wanted to fit in and like i mean i just joined you know and so i proceeded to gain about 30 pounds my Oof. first year i mean to the point that sarah was unrecognizable yeah like because you know that like you can see it in her eyes in all the pictures that it's not just the weight gain but like the mental health it was i was very depressed and i think one of the key elements that like we're leaving out is that like we said in our first episode we grew up in miami and then in the dominican republic um and we grew up with very hispanic parents and so to move to kentucky out of all places the culture shock was great for sarah and it was a huge difference. And Sarah was alone. Like, yeah. that's the difference between me and my brother. We came and Sarah was here. And so she knew all the tricks and things. But, like, she was alone <laughs> with just white people. 
and basically yeah. it's not not to shade or anything but like literally it's just, it's a, just different a different culture, culture. i married I, a white man right. it's a different culture <laughs> um but i yeah i felt very alone that first semester um that's actually how i met one of my best friends of all time shana because um, she was the other she's puerto rican poc <laughs> so they like literally <laughs> threw her in my room because i was like absolutely silent that for her whole first meeting like i just was so nervous so scared i was mind you i was homeschooled also so like being in a school in general caused me so much anxiety like i was social like don't get me wrong like in the dominican we had our friends and a big friend group and like everything but I we were we were I mean we were huge deals we knew everyone everyone knew us it was easy we just had a lot of fun with people yeah. and um like we do now now right. if you know us um but at the time I just was so nervous and that s- semester I literally had like two friends three friends and it was so hard but anyway that all like trickled down to like my mental health as well I was super depressed like I would go into my room um, and, like, order a pizza and, like, eat a whole pizza by myself and, like, you know. Yeah. And I was alone, like, in my room and then because I was sad and I was alone and um, I would, you know, buy a whole carton of ice cream and not a pint. That's acceptable because I still do that to this day. But just, like, the big, like... Sarah loves some ice cream. I love ice cream so much. But, like, the big cartons and I would, like, down that and, like, be really full, like... It was just a bad situation. Um, So going back to the fitness part where, you know, again, I don't want this to sound like, oh, you know, being fat is not bad. Like, literally. That wasn't the point. That's not the point. I think that's the point we're making with how we grew up and how skewed our, our view of fitness was that we really thought it was about being fat or skinny. But, like, then the evolution of, like, now. To yeah. what we believe fitness is. It wasn't even about weight. I think... I remember Sarah came to Mexico where we were living at. When she gained all the weight. And she came back home. And I was like, holy cow. Like, she... It wasn't like, oh my gosh, her weight. She's so fat. No. It was literally like, she must not be in a good place. Right. Because like to me, it was like, Sarah had never gained that much weight that quickly. And so at that point, I was, as the logical black and white person that I am, (laughs) I was like, all I could think about was like, okay, you're with this excessive gain weight so quick, we're like approaching diabetes. And if like, we don't change now, there's no freaking turning back. And so like, at that point for me, it was like health, but only me. I don't think anybody else in my family was thinking health, but like mostly weight for her. You know, because right. it was it was it, it in a in a in a perspective where you see it, you can see that it's weight. But then, after a couple m- months, yeah, I came back to school. I, somehow, mom was she came back to school and town. Charlie came with yes. her. Charlie came with me. My mom was in town. Charlie, I mean, brother. at the time, it was just bad. Like I was just depressed. I literally would just wear like men's flannels and. yeah like from the free store that our school had yeah it was not a good situation like i just wanted to hide um so at our school they opened up a crossfit and i had never heard of it and you know i had never really been into fitness like that and i didn't consider myself someone that was competitive at all um 
<laughs> which is funny now. now. Um, but my mom saw that, and one of the girls that was um, the co- one of the coaches, she was from Miami, and my mom was speaking to her in Spanish, and um, was like, "Hey, like she told me, I will pay for you the first month." So that you can go to this thing. And I was like, all right, like, I'll go. Because my mom had talked to one of the instructors and she was from Brazil. And so, like, my mom was like, oh, I know the girl. Like, she's nice. And, like, I think you'll like her. And it was mostly, like, at least get Sarah in the door to do something. Right. To where it was, like, get your body active. Not even, like, let's lose the 30 pounds. That's the goal. Like, it wasn't even about that. Because I don't don't think you even looked at the scale for a while. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, well, if you're paying for it, baby, I'll go. I'll go anytime. <laughs> like Sarah says to anything. Yeah, literally. I'm like, I'll go. Um, but I showed up that first day. I mean, it was nerve wracking because I was, you know, scared that I would be judged. And, and mind you, at CrossFit, they do like this like five day orientation. I didn't even remember that. Oh my gosh. I remember it because you did so something like that. That day that Sarah signed, signed up. I made a promise to her because I am back then I couldn't even lift a five pound. Bianca was not running. Bianca was not lifting. Bianca was not doing anything. So I told Sarah, if you stick it out for a year, I'll become a CrossFitter. <laughs> and this is why I remember that they have a five day orientation because at one point she did stick it out and I had to go to the five day orientation. And Sarah was like, holy cow, this is so intense. Like, and I could deadlift because she had the weight to deadlift. Yeah, like so, I just have always had strong legs. Oh, and she and was so encouraged that I, even though she yeah. was in like she had gained so much weight, she could do crap. Like she was in there slaying right. her butt. And I, I think that CrossFit really changed my mindset. It, it, it started in the head, like in the brain where... Yeah. You know, before all I could think of was like, it's like trading that mindset. And that's how I think that this could be sustainable in a sense mm-hmm. is because you trade it where like before I thought, well, you have to lose weight. Like for losing weight, you're, well, you're losing weight and that's why you work out. Yeah. And like you're trying to achieve a certain body. But when that stuff doesn't come right away, you get discouraged and you stop. Um, but with me at CrossFit, I was hitting goals in the gym of like, I'm living, lifting heavier weights. I'm, you know, and it's very much about benchmarks in, um, CrossFit and like how many reps and this and that. And so it became really fun for me. And I, whenever I went, walked into that gym, like all I could think of was like, I'm, um, getting better like i'm yeah. getting stronger it, and it wasn't around about- her there is like i would go sometimes just to watch and around her there were so many people that were different yeah like everybody had a different body shape a different like reason for doing it women that were pregnant women that weren't women that were bigger women that were tiny and like yeah, men that were jacked men yeah. that weren't like men that were like thriving even with like they're not jacked bodies. They were just like, I'm here and I'm doing it and I love it. Right. And it like, just, and it was yeah. fine. It became a very healthy environment, and it, it became was, a community. It was too. a community for me too because those people there, they weren't looking at me a certain way. And I think that gyms can be very daunting like that because you got your meatheads and all that stuff, and like, you know, you you're embarrassed to be there and start, you know. But these people were like championing me, 
on if that ever that and they're some word. of the sweetest people ever the yes. people that were in there and it's just so yeah so like a year later i had promised there that i would try it out because of course now i'm in college and now we're all here and I tried it out guys and whew, crossfit's just not for me it's very hard and it's hard and i my, if you see my legs compared to Sarah's, they are not the same. They were not built the same. So when I got there and I looked at Sarah and I couldn't even do a deadlift, I was like, I'm never going to get anywhere here. Like, and it wasn't <laughs> even about that. I should have kept going yes. and like should have gotten better. But like, I was like, oh my God. I Like I, I, the thought of being sore was not something I oh, found yeah. pleasure. I think I was sore for three years. Yeah, like Sarah was like, oh, but it feels so good and you'll get used to it. And it's like, I can't even go up the steps like in my house. Like I, <laughs> and I told her, I said like one day I was trying to go to the bathroom and I couldn't even like bend over like, squat to down. sit. And I was like, this is not okay. Like I just feel like crap. And so I did the training. I did the five days. I paid a crap ton of money. And didn't go through with it but it's okay because redemption did come for me yeah no and just to wrap it up really quickly like because my mindset changed it was easy and then the weight came off like and i didn't even think about it because then with my relationship with food i was putting stuff in my body that would help me perform well so i was eating healthier um, you know, eating more fruits and vegetables because again, and protein. Sarah is competitive, right? And so, so at that point, she I was wanted like, to win. <laughs> she wanted to win, and so she was like, "If I don't eat well, and even when, even though this food is crappy, like the healthy fruit at school was crappy. It wasn't as good as the little burger they sold on the side. No, yeah. And she was just committed, though. She yeah. was like, "I'm gonna eat good because I gotta go up there and like I gotta slay. Like I gotta be the best woman up there. I gotta be the best statistics and like." Sarah's 5'2", mind you. And, like, is she short? It doesn't mean she has a lot of length here. And, yeah, I mean, she stuck to it. Yeah, and, we, and I How was able to do... do uh, I think you did, like... I think I did, like, three years. Three years, yeah. And I, I did competitions with them. Oh, it was she, so fun. Like It was the time of our life, like, because I vicariously lived through Sarah, even though, mind you, this entire time, Bianca is not noticing, but Bianca is gaining weight at a steady <laughs> pace. Like... I was gaining weight, but I wasn't noticing. Because I was skinny my whole life, I was like, it's never going to catch up to me. So I was just like, girl kept eating the donuts. And not that it's bad, but like, I hadn't realized that like my health was going to the gutter. And so I would have lattes and insert here that I'm lactose intolerant. And so imagine the combination of like feeling like crap every day, but still wanting the donut and still wanting the gluten and still wanting the lactose, even though I'm allergic to it. Yeah. And it just, I felt like crap, but I kept seeing Sarah thrive. And I was like, man, she's doing the thing. And like, we went to her competition. She did, what's that thing you did at that river that I went and I wore the little tag? Um... Something the gauntlet. I Something don't know. gauntlet. We went to like some random rip lake. We did in. the opens. Like yeah. it was very fun. It was so fun. And she slimmed down. Yeah. I mean, crazy, but like the 30 pounds were gone. Yeah. And the results were there. And so I think it was after that, 
I started losing weight because of other reasons and anxiety and just a lot. And I lost some of the weight that I had gained, but I didn't lose it in a good way. I lost it in a way that like, I literally just lost weight because of stress. And then I got pregnant and I had a miscarriage and that sucked the life out of me. I mean, my miscarriage, literally my first miscarriage, because I had two, um, I got so thin and I didn't really know why, but like, it was just like, well, here I am. Meanwhile, Sarah has moved to New York and has left CrossFit here because mm-hmm. she had graduated from college and I think it was when you got to New York. Yeah, it was August of... Mm, no, no, no. No. It was May of 2019. Yeah. That I started Orange Theory. Because I because Sarah had stopped, had stopped CrossFit here. Here, yeah. And then I wasn't doing, anything. doing anything. I went to New York for my internship. I decided to move. Yeah, I don't know what Everything I was doing. Everything just then. paused. Everything paused. But I started to feel, you know, not great again and very lethargic, mm-hmm. was gaining weight. Because that's the thing. My body is just like that. Like, if I'm not active, yeah. like, I put on weight very easily. And, you know, it is what it is. And Meanwhile, I, this whole 2018 until to May 2019, Bianca is not doing anything either. Because well, if yeah. Sarah's not doing anything, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not doing We're anything. We're like each other's accountability. But yeah. anyway, a friend of mine had slimmed down significantly georgie and he had started um orange theory and he said you should do it like whatever and i was like i i mean i could see the results like in my face but sarah and i had this thing where like we had we had signed off running for yeah. the rest of our life, we had said, we are not runners. We don't run. Because I Sarah had, running. she had done CrossFit. And so we were like, we could never run. That's CrossFit, not CrossFit, yeah, is not, like, also there, it, it's not very high on cardio, at least in my experience. Um, so my cardiovascular System. health yeah. was not tip top. But it's mm-hmm. also because of, like, my weight at the time as mm-hmm. well. And it, it just wasn't something that I and prioritized. it's something you train. You train yeah. for running. Um, so I was like, oh she my was gosh. skeptical because she called me and she was like, Georgie wants me to go. And it just people run there. Like, yeah. I mean, I see the treadmills going, but you got the like guts to try it out. Yeah, I tried it out. And again, going back to how competitive I am, it is kind of like a competitive environment because you're doing the same thing. And as your partner, people next are to you. next to you, you know, and so you, you have statistics and, um, you know, uh, points that you earn and like calories and you burn and you see them on the screen so i went there and i fell in love immediately and i said i need to sign up and obviously like the (laughs) person that i am that is a hyper fixator (laughs) i literally signed up for the unlimited one and i would go like seven days a week because i liked it that and when i tell you her body no, no it wasn't that she like was losing weight that wasn't the whole point The point that, like, for me, because we had been on the fitness journey together and, like, I had seen that it it wasn't about weight because, like, even at CrossFit, she had gained a ton of muscle and Mm -hmm. it really wasn't about weight, but she was in a really, in really good shape. And so that really started to shift our mind with what, uh, like, what the scale is. Yeah. And 
when I tell you her body changed, it was just like the dimensions of the body changed. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> even like, oh, you lost weight. No, it was like literally her body was like shifting. Yes. And I was like, what are you doing? It just started to look more womanly in a sense, you know, like well, more. Not even I womanly. don't know. Like, I think it was just literally like. It was defining the God-given thing as Hispanic women. Like, we, <laughs> yeah. we were not meant to be thin. We were not meant to be bodybuilders. And I mean, somehow, some are. But. Some are. But, like, for me and Sarah, coming from where we come from, it was not in the cards for us. And we were, like, it was shaping our body to be the freaking JLo's that we should be. <laughs> and, like, I was just like, dude, what? And she kept telling me, like, you would love Orange Theory. And I was like, Sarah, I don't run. Have you met me? Like, and it was yeah. like a joke of the town. And she fell in love with with OTF, with Orange Theory, that to the point that she would call me and send me stats every day. Yeah. Like, she would send me the stats of, like, I ran three miles in a 30-minute span. Like, by the way, I, I rode... 2000 meters by mm -hmm. the way and i was like oh my god and then just chick. like getting higher in weights too but because you're using lower weights there's a lot more definition i guess and, and then i saw her arms and i was like gosh like this chick did crossfit for three years and her body didn't change like that but this freaking class that she goes to an hour is yeah. revolutionizing her body and and not only her body but her mind like her mindset had shifted that she could run that she could do things she set her mind to and around came Polly. <laughs> and uh, this isn't funny, but I don't know why I made it a joke. But I had another miscarriage. We're talking about Polly again. I know. We've seen that. Along came Polly. We've seen that movie too many times. Um, I had another miscarriage. And I literally didn't know how to cope with it. Like, I was just, like, alone. I didn't even have... I think I, we hadn't even bought our dog at that point. Or had we? I'm not really sure, but, um, yeah, we had bought in our dog and she was like my emotional support Ooh, dog, but cool, like cool. she and I have a strange relationship now cause she gets <laughs> on my nerves, but she, back, you also then, have two kids yeah, back like then she was the love of my life. And like, we would just sit on the couch. I would work from home and this is 2019 <laughs> and Sarah's been trying to convince me since May to join us OTF. And finally I join in i believe november yeah i joined november 2019 and it really didn't change my life at the beginning i was like this is fine i'm gonna come because like if sarah's doing unlimited i'm gonna do unlimited and i'm gonna <laughs> go every day and back then i had no kids so i like i had my oldest but like i had the flexibility of like i can go whenever i want and yeah so then four weeks later which I had no idea I was pregnant and I also didn't miscarry because of fitness putting the disclaimer out there I miscarried because of chromosomes so that's even out the window but I found out I had had a miscarriage and it sent me into a depression like because mm -hmm. Sarah didn't live here and I was just all alone and I was on my couch and like with my dog and if had it not been for OTF I wouldn't have gotten out of my house because I worked from home and so I decided to just keep going yeah. and I was like I'm gonna keep going and I don't care and when and it changed my body but yeah. not my body only but my mind and I could run and mm -hmm. like Bianca working out an hour a day every day yeah what who is that human I feel like that's when you completely did a 
a, oh, a turn. A 180. Yeah, 180. From who though. I was. Like, I literally, Sarah wasn't sure what to say there because she doesn't do math. Yeah, I was like, um, wait. She didn't know if it's a 360, but it's not a 360. <laughs> she saw the fear in my eyes. It's 360. Hey, you outed me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 180. But, yeah, she so I went out. to New York and yeah had the time of my life because we got to go to otf together yes and that's the thing with otf you could literally go to any, any studio in yeah. the country Which or in nobody other countries. is paying us to like promote otf here, i know it's like, kind of expensive but here's the other thing i would say to you that is listening people talk a lot of crap and people say oh but that's so expensive oh are you really paying that that is an investment in you and also and you spend that at target probably yeah like we spend that on food we spend that on this like if it's gonna be an investment for you and it's gonna put your butt in the gym and do it then like who cares it's Which your is money why we're gonna be discussing skincare and how it's you should put money into your skin <laughs> and so literally like when it's an investment for you it makes sense and like it's there's nothing wrong with that like our mom was always such an advocate for that like if you guys need it and you want it and this is you know like it's i remember like the amount of years she paid for music lessons i mean it turned out to be a career for us you know it's mm-hmm. like it when something is an investment it will pay off and for me specifically it was mental health and it wasn't just even about my weight. I didn't even eat, I genuinely didn't even see the weight change because I wasn't that big and I wasn't doing it about weight. I was literally doing it because Sarah got me into this and I was just like, okay, let's do it. And then months later, Brooke signed up because he let, felt FOMO, like major FOMO. <laughs> the guy, no shade to this fitness that he did years ago, but like he did some mon- monkey bar <laughs> situation like years ago and like, he didn't even know like what cardiovascular like stuff was because he did basketball in high school and he had written off running too and then got to otf and like could run and yeah i mean even so months passed and i got pregnant again with my son luca thick and is a thicky um and <laughs> I literally worked out till I was 35 weeks and I popped that sucker out at 30 very quickly (laughs) yeah and I was so proud of myself because I worked out like a savage not because of my body my body was changing like literally I was countering it because like I couldn't I I had to gain weight I had to like my body was going to change my hips were gonna get you're making a human I'm making a whole human but I was there every day no matter how tired I was of course, I listen to my body sometimes, but like <laughs> every day, but almost every day, I was there. And anybody can attest, attest, <laughs> our friend and trainer Seth Lieber can attest that I was there every day, and I just I got through it, and it got me through my pregnancy, and it got me through my miscarriages, and like mental health mattered, and i popped my baby out in 45 minutes not that that's gonna happen for everyone i popped my second one in 15 so that's not gonna happen to everyone but i just like how fitness really isn't about the weight like it literally can change so much about you when it's not Mm -hmm. because it's not about the weight it's like it, it it like even if you study it and like look into like the the side effects of like working out mentally it helps and endorphins that's the word i was looking for endorphins ah, 180 oh 180 
160. Um, 160. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, it just, it, it was crazy. But then the pandemic hit. And la our world was shattered. La pandemia. La pandemia. And la pandemia came to shatter us all and yes. strip ourselves oh, from man. OTF. And when that happened, that was really hard because I remember my last class I went to was with Sarah in yeah, New York. And they closed OTF down. So and, what were you going to do? And it was like, what are we going to do? Sarah was jobless, right? Yes, I didn't have a job. Sarah was unemployed. So Sarah decided to run like six miles every day. I mean, that's the thing. I started to get really bad like insomnia and a lot of anxiety and for me like the way that i coped was just going outside like not staying indoors so i would go outside and just like and work me, out and granted sarah was not in kentucky at this no. point sarah is in new york city in queens mm-hmm. literally living with one of mo- the most strict quarantines yeah. there was in the country like i mean in kentucky you could ask for carry out in freaking new york people were in there like Right, and in, 500 our, square in our home, um, I lived with one of the most amazing families. and um, But we had to be really careful as yeah. well. Because um, they had immunocompromised people. They had people that were, like, sick. And, like, it was, like, not... It wasn't safe. We had no idea what COVID was right. back then. Like, so I just spent a lot of my time inside. outside. Inside and in the backyard. In the backyard. And running. So I would do like a little workout. I would, you know, hang out with my friends, literally play outside with my friends. Because that's the only way that we could like, you know, handle it. Once it started getting better, like you could meet people outside and kind of like distance. And we didn't know how it was. But I got really into, because I had that background in OTF, I got into running outside and oh my gosh it started with a mile and then two miles and then three miles and then all of a sudden i was running six miles a day and i like was withering away like literally she was, was so, so skinny, skinny. <laughs> and she sent me a picture one day and i was like what happened to this chick it she either is very depressed or she's very motivated like it was we were eating a lot oh we were that was so my much sourdough like everybody was eating <laughs> sourdough like everybody was eating brownies but like Chick was running six miles yeah, a day. Yeah, six miles. It was, I mean, my knees were destroyed. Yeah. But, like, that's, and then, I would put on, like, a, like, Paramore's album. <laughs> gosh, I remember. Run. And then she started to get depressed because the pandemic was, there was no end to the pandemic at this point, And Sarah was jobless. And it was, like, what is she going to do up there? I also hate being without doing something. Like, that's, like, my Oh, worst. or even without people at that point. It was just, like... I want to see my family. Like, yeah. when do I see you guys again? Because I, at this point, I had been going like every six months to see her to New York. And I remember Sarah decided to rent a car and drive from New York to Alabama, where my brother lives. Yep. Literally did it in 14 hours. Yep. And she I was to like, die at the end. Yeah. But. She was like, I'm going and I might as well just spend my time. And then Alabama is only six hours away from us. So she was like, I might as well just go see you guys and like stay there for a while. So I think you ended up staying like a week or two in Alabama. Yeah. And then she drove up here and stayed with us a month and a half. And that's really when the fitness kicked in because it was like midsummer. Mm-hmm. It was like, I think you came in like June, June or July or may or june and 
It had been a couple months since COVID, and we just, Brooks and her would run. Yeah. We brought, like, the OTF started launching, like, the little app workouts, and we would do them at home and then go on a run. Bianca and I did a lot of Chloe Ting, too. Yeah, She Chloe has amazing Ting. workouts. Um, that, that woman will change your arms, that's for sure. That's for sure. And so, yeah, we did that. That got us through COVID, and then um, Sarah went to, <laughs> she went back to New York, <laughs> it's like rubbing her legs. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna. If you hear that, I told her to stop. <laughs> yeah, it was my legs. There. She shaved. <laughs> um, and yeah, so she went back to New York, and OTF came back, and it was so amazing. And thank God we all went back. And then I got pregnant. Well, I guess I was. Yeah, this was. I guess we said the story a little bit in reverse, but like I got pregnant post COVID. And thankfully, I was able to do my whole pregnancy at, with a mask, mind you. Oh, my God. Pregnant, with a mask, running five miles yeah, per hour. Yeah, working out with a mask is very That difficult. was challenging, but we stuck it, stuck the course. Um, and just to the cherry on top, I birthed my kid. I get an IUD. <laughs> and I get pregnant in six weeks. And and then malotiki. And I got pregnant for reals, for reals. And at that point, I had a three-month-old and a pregnancy. And my pregnancy with Milo was very hard. Just not really health-wise, but really mentally, because I had a three-month-old and I was going through postpartum, but being pregnant. And I quit OTF. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Uh, but it was necessary i mean i legit couldn't go i didn't have the strength and this is the year i really listened to my body i wanted to keep doing it but it just wasn't it it would have been a danger to me and my baby hmm. to keep doing it at the pace i was going with a baby yeah. like raising a baby like because my my luca was only months and learning how to crawl and so yeah, I didn't go back, and here we are a whole 12 months later because I went through nine months of pregnancy, and he's now three months, and I officially signed up yes. this morning. Oh, today, right? Yeah. Yeah. I signed, re-signed up so because exciting. I just, I'm, I have a Peloton at my house, and, and that's bougie to say, but I do have a Peloton, and... She bought it from a Cuban guy on exactly. Facebook Marketplace. Because I'm that person. Um, <laughs> which we love. We love a Cuban guy on Marketplace because they <laughs> sell everything for the best price. Um, but the Peloton was an, really an investment for my husband because he's not home as much. And so, and even though it was going to be an investment for me, mentally, that's when you got to listen to your mental health. Because it's not about just the workout, but really how are you getting it in and what is it doing for you. And I came to the realization that in my home with my babies, because I work from home, I genuinely can't separate the time of like free time and just get on a Peloton mm. because I work eight to five. And like I, I, even though they're with me, my full attention isn't on them. And so when I do have those mornings and night times with them, I want to ch- cherish it and like go on right. stupid walks and like actually play with them. <laughs> and so the peloton just was not an option for me and it's there and it's awesome and we love it and brooks will continue to use it but it's amazing in the winter when like he can't run at all outside but yeah i am so thankful i re-signed up and 
I'm ready to kick some butt again and get yeah. this body back into the shape that I want it to be in. Because nobody tells you what shape you got to be in. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing that, you know, there are ups and downs, you know, in this. It's always a journey. It's never like an end to it. You know, like uh, two years ago, I was in the best shape of my life. And then, you know, ups and downs, like even the move here was like difficult in that, like I wasn't working out for like a good four or five months. And then I was Mm -hmm. finally like, I need to be at OTF because if not, I'm not going to do it. So, um, you know, I gained some weight and and um, I'm not where I want to be. But, you know, putting in the work and um, at the end of the day, it's about the mental health because it's like me being able to spend that hour and going there is just, you know, super relaxing for me mentally. That's where it kind of like, you know, shut down in a way. So, um, you know, just give yourself the freedom and don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Like you're a human being that is going through a lot of different things, different seasons in life. Like Bianca, like, you know, making two whole children, like, yeah, that I tell her all the time when she's hard on herself. I'm like, because I'm hard on myself all the time. But you literally made two children and they're right here breathing and they're wonderful. Um, So and, yeah. and that's what I, I would say to moms. Like to me, I always tell Bianca, I'm like the most beautiful thing that I could ever see is like a mom's body postpartum. And it's because it's like such a sacrificial thing of like, you know, you gave your body to this other human essentially like to build and make yeah. this human and um you know when you bounce back when when and, you can and, and, and even if thing, you don't it's fine too what i've come to realize it's like the bounce back like i heard ashley graham say this the other day in one of her youtubes what a queen and we love a good we love ashley her. graham um how she said like don't compare like i i've for so long i compared myself to myself mm-hmm. and i struggle with that because Thank i want to compare myself to Bianca 2020 in the best shape of her life. No babies, no stretch marks, no boobs going from a cup B to a cup double D in mm-hmm. like nine months and then again in another nine months, even though I did not breastfeed, which could be a whole other podcast on mental health. I literally, your body just goes through so much. And yeah. like she said it, don't compare yourself to yourself. And I'm comparing myself to... A version of you that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist anymore. I will never exist. I am a mother now. And like my body, if you see my body, like like my organs have shifted. Right. Literally, entirely from what they were in 2020. And so like I have to give myself grace. And I heard her say that and I was like, oh crap. Like that's literally me. Yeah. I compared myself to me. All the, Like I don't struggle with comparing myself with other people. But, like, with me, I'm like, oh, let's, let's go through the pictures and have a pity party yeah, with myself. Yeah. And it's just, like, that's not good. But and, and then for me, even, like, I compare myself to, like, pandemic Sarah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, okay, she, but... But that's unrealistic, Whoever Sarah. is going to have a whole day to work out in life Literally, again. Sarah like, would leave at, like, 11 a.m. and come back at, like, 2. I ran 6 miles. Yeah, like, like people have work and stuff to do. Like, I, yeah. you're never going to be in that place again. So, it's like, give yourself grace and you're fine. And yeah. you're beautiful the way you are. And if you want to better yourself, then go for it. And if you only want to do it for the mental health and not even lose weight and not find, like, you don't have a goal in mind, do it because your mental health is worth it. And, like, mental health is something we need to, to talk about more 
more than your freaking weight. Like, but that's even more freeing. Is like when you do it like that yeah. without anything. Nobody like, cares. Like if you're focused on what people care, huh? Te va a tirar de un puente. Yeah. Um, you're gonna throw yourself off a bridge. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna have a whole podcast on body image and like because we're literally rolling on like 48 minutes and our episodes <laughs> are like way shorter than this but thank you for hanging with us um we're just we literally are so passionate about like body because we're so different and we're built so different but have come to the same conclusion and we also want to tackle mental health because mm -hmm. we think it's a very big subject because we've both dealt with depression and anxiety at different points in our life for different reasons and yeah i mean even the snippet of like not breastfeeding which is a whole other topic um but we're gonna dive into all of that but yeah thanks for listening thanks to for episode. listening um and make sure you download our whole podcast on your phone so you don't miss any episodes and subscribe um subscribe su not subscribe subscribe don't be laughing at me girl laugh with, with me, me. So, Bianca and I are getting ready to just go eat our cookies and cream ice cream right. on the real. Even though I'm lactose intolerant. Well, I am. I, I yeah, am. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for watching or listening. Well, okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.